0: Well hi, my name is Joanne Roberts and I serve as the Chief Value Officer for Providence St. Joseph Health and I want to welcome you to our Clinical Executive Value Based Economics Podcast. On our final episode today, I'm joined by Sherry Feeney, our Chief Financial Officer for the Clinical Institutes, who traditionally has been the host of the series, but today she's going to be here to share her insights and discuss topics of integrated economics Sherry, I thank you for joining us today. Do you mind telling the audience just a bit more about yourself and how you hope to frame our chat today?
1: Yeah, thanks, Joanne. So I'm uh, Sherry Keeney. I'm one of the chief financial officers in the health system, and I've had the privilege of serving in Providence for 22 years in a lot of roles in finance that are part of our continuum. And so I currently get to join um, what we call the Clinical Institute and it also brings along our clinical performance group which allows me to be with teams that look at our six institutes that we're focused on as well as many of the other areas of focus we have such as the institute for human caring and look at palliative care and the the healthcare environment that includes mental health and substance abuse and the acute care environment and so because I get to join various teams and join various regions in their conversations around assessing today's economics and planning for tomorrow's economics and planning for transformation across our health system and across healthcare care in total, I spend a lot of time talking about integrated economics and talking about the science of improvement and talking about what can we measure and how can we really support the efforts of all of our leaders all over our health system and into the healthcare environment,
0: the the entire economy. Great. All right. That is a lot of background. And I know know, (laughs) for full disclosure, I think folks should know that you and I have worked together for many years through many places across the (laughs) continuum here at Providence St. Joseph Health. So just thinking about how we might wrap this series up, I know um, many of our clinical leaders hear a lot about what, about fully loaded cost. And I think some of us still struggle with that term. Could you help us understand what we mean when we use that term, fully loaded cost, and when it's useful?
1: To load cost is really similar to when we talk about integrated economics. When we study cost, and we're studying cost right now, um, when we talk about Fully Loaded, we're really studying the delivery of care. And so when we think about delivery of care, sometimes our leaders have clarity about costs that they have control of. So for unit leaders or for um, directors over areas, they understand well their staffing, their supplies, equipment purchases that they have been a part of, and, you know, often the revenue cycle that is equated to charges for their services. And what they don't always have ability into are costs that are not a part of their general control. So in a unit, say if you're in a unit in the hospital or if you're in a clinic in a medical group, there are ancillary costs that come in and out of your space. And sometimes those are pharmaceuticals or supplies or the delivery of different therapies. There are spaces that are outside. Side of your daily work that are also part of the story of cost. And then what comes into the story in fully loading those costs are what we call indirect costs. And examples of indirect costs in healthcare are vast, but some that are sort of easier to understand are those costs that are moving along with your provision of care, such as how do we drop a bill? So there are costs for the teams and the efforts that go into billing, which we call revenue cycle. There are costs of the IT, the infrastructure for technology that we all rely on, that runs our services. Those teams and costs and equipment investments, et cetera, are indirectly related to what we're doing because they drive forward differently. They have their own set of economics, their own set of planning, but they are important when we understand our costs. So a measurement of full cost takes into account those costs that are in your visibility of and tangent to your visibility as a leader, and then indirectly related to your visibility as a leader. And we need to pull them all together. They're all a part of our
0: expense. All right. So I just to paraphrase, I think I understand as we, on our journey to surviving and thriving at Medicare costs, we have to understand all of those costs, not just the ones that we're accountable for, but really understand the surrounding costs to our units or our work, right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. And as a health system, we have good visibility into everything that's a part of our health system. And then you and I and many other leaders spend time talking about those costs that are outside of our health system that also move as we plan. And so that's how you move from fully loaded costs into our next topic of integrated
0: economics. Well, I guess you partly asked my question. So, I mean, when I hear you describe fully loaded cost, I start to wonder about this term that we're starting to hear more about, and that's integrated economics and thinking about how that reflects on our system. So, can you talk about integrated economics?
1: Sure. And it's not a new term because anybody who has spent time studying economics, often you're talking about either economic integration. Which takes in patterns and often has an international trade piece of the equation, so a very complex international trade part. But when we in healthcare talk about integrated economics, again we're talking about the economy of healthcare. And you want to connect into it all the moving pieces of the economy of healthcare. It includes those that are in tangent spaces, so spaces where we don't always have full visibility, like the insurance plans or the governmental portion of the payer relationship we have, say, in Medicare and Medicaid and many of the managed programs that run from those payers. And you then study through the delivery of care. So integrated economics means we have to go into spaces that are what we in finance would call microspaces, meaning narrow and well-defined in themselves. So a microspace environment would be like acute care delivery. Another microspace would be home health. So you can go into these narrow spaces and study how different economics in those spaces work and learn about what improves them as an individual space. But then in integrated economics, you have to step back from that kind of narrow view and pull a broader view that looks at all of these spaces combined and how different changes in different spaces affect a piece of the equation as well as the full. Karen Boudreaux talked about population health perspective and how we would look at care of a population very differently than you would look at individual plans of care, individual episodes. And that's exactly right. So in an integrated economics you would follow that flow of health care across all the delivery of care, but you would also step up to look at how is this population insured and what is the total impact economically of that insurance plan or product or design and how are patients impacted, how are employers impacted. You have to peel back the story of economics much broader than we typically do in healthcare because we really do often need to have our heads down in improving what we do every day as leaders. The integrated economics is a step back to study globally how the economy of healthcare moves with these changes or with these patterns. It's not to bring complexity as much as it is almost like, Joanne a check and balance because you can plan really well for a single space of the economy and have almost unintended or unanticipated complications in another piece of the economy and at times that's incredibly important to us as we work to drive waste out of the healthcare system.
0: So then when we were more of a hospital system and our legacy systems and we were heavy on the hospital side, we would worry about the volume in our hospitals and that would be our Mm -hmm. big driver, right? And then as we become more of an integrated system, both vertically and horizontally, we have to knit all those pieces together, like you said, home health, the hospitals, the medical group, population health, all of that has to be knitted together. And then we look at how, if we decrease our hospitalizations, how does that affect other parts of the system? Is that... Exactly right.
1: Exactly right. Yes. And then when you return value into an economy that is healthcare, you have to know what piece of the equation returns value and then study what that means to us. So in a lot of examples, a return of value into the economy of healthcare is actually a combination of factors, but from a delivery system is a lowering of our reimbursement. That's a return of a component of value the healthcare economy. And so an integrated economic viewpoint would look at when you lower reimbursement or you move reimbursement into factors that capitated, or you plan differently for how money moves throughout your delivery system, we then have to look at what does that do? What next story unfolds from that move so that we can plan really well? Because we want to be well thought through and well planned as well as contributing to value.
0: Great. Well, I think that's a nice tie-in to some of our discussions on strategic thinking, that to understand this and to knit it together and then based on what we understand and plan for the future is what really we're talking about both with value-based economics and with strategic thinking, right? Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. Well, I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. Sherry, I really want to thank you for your time. That's all for this episode, and it wraps up our series on value-based economics Big thank you to all of you who are listening to Sherry for her time and energy, both in leading these podcasts and in being our subject today. And also want to thank all of our executive leaders for sharing their wisdom and their insight throughout this journey. Take care, everybody.